Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
Father, we don't want to be stuck here. But we're willing to do what we have to do in order to stand before you in the throne room. Lord Jesus, let us sing songs to you. Let us constantly look back on upon ourselves, examining ourselves, judging ourselves, all of our the feelings that enter our hearts and our minds, so that we are able to make adjustments with your help and row the boat away from the rocks. Lord Jesus, we pray. Father, we pray. That you will cleanse and totally purify our heart, our minds, our spirit, our flesh, our souls, our record-keeping books in heaven, and our robe and gown in heaven with your precious blood, Lord Jesus, and your holy fire, Father God. Purge us with hyssop, make us whiter than snow, create in us a clean heart. Reveal to us anything that is in our hearts that is not within alignment to your absolute will that we might please you. That we may walk in some level of assurance that we are Occasional deviations from your perfect will are relatively minor and quickly course-corrected by the presence of the Holy Spirit in our walk and our desire to please you as our Father. And you have done so much for each of us. Your mercy is beyond our comprehension. Your long-suffering is beyond our comprehension. Our destiny is beyond our comprehension. We don't know what the future holds for each one of us and it could be and we expect it to be quite different for each one of us because there's it's just geography really depending on where we are and what the dynamics are around us at any given time anything is possible as it was with our brother David Wilkerson who I'm sure is quite thrilled and unbelievably happy to be in his city mansion within view of the Crystal River and the throne room. When you took him home in the car wreck shortly after he left the ministry, no surprise there because the scripture says, he who takes his hands from the plow and looks back is unfit for the kingdom of God and out of your mercy, I believe with all of my heart, you took him home immediately. But so many of us don't look through the whole world and all the dynamics around us through earthly eyes instead of heavenly eyes. And we pray in the name of Jesus that our walks will be adjusted, changed, anointed by your holy presence in our lives and our desire in our heart that we know pleases you even when we're imperfect. that we would come to a place in our walk where we have some level of positive hope that we may, through your grace, that we may, through your unbelievable mercy, be found worthy to stand before Jesus and to leave on the first watch. Not because we don't want to serve you, 
but because we believe, given the earth situation dynamics right now, that as part of the first group of servants that were sent out by the great king in Matthew 22, the first group, that maybe, just maybe, if we are successful at working with you, praising you, being patient for the answer, persistent in our desire to be truly as holy as we possibly can be with your help. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and your righteousness, Father. Practicing righteousness, as it says in 1 John 3, 7, confessing of our sins when we're aware of them immediately, and thanking you for being so awesome of a Father that you would cleanse us of all unrighteousness. We pray that you will correct our course, Father, that if there is anything in our lives, anything that needs to be adjusted, changed, or destroyed, that you will reveal it to us by force, if necessary, because we do not want to miss. There is nothing Absolutely nothing, Father, that is as important as us being in your presence. But at the same time, we recognize the responsibility that you have given us by virtue of the blessings of understanding and wisdom that have been poured out onto us liberally, which comes with it an obligation. For to whom much has been given, much will be required. And that journey is a very difficult one. And it's not over yet, because we're still here. We praise you, Father God, for revealing to the hearts of babes, because that's about all we are, if that. The importance to the throne room of the power of praise and the power of prayer. We praise you for revealing it to us, Lord God, through testimonies of those who have been taken to heaven, through revelations that are supernatural and beyond coincidental, how critical it is and verifiable it is in your scripture, the very word of our Lord Jesus Christ. That prayer and praise are bar none the single most powerful thing and the greatest way for us to serve you. Because in this very dangerous world as it grows and continuous and, um, how would I put it, it's a uh, logarithmic increase of danger for those of us who are overtly professing you as our Lord and Savior. For those of us who unabashedly are okay with wearing a big, bright red Jesus t-shirt or a big, bright white or whatever colored Jesus ball cap or whatever we may do to strike up a conversation with another believer and touch other people's lives just by virtue of seeing that powerful name. Recognizing that in today's 
incredibly unbelievable satanic dynamics, it potentially could result in a beating, in a shooting, an unbelievable persecution. But Father, we praise you because there are those of us who believe and hope that we are truly spending secret uh, time, a good chunk of time, hopefully, in and throughout the day through praise and worship and just taking a moment, having a deep breath, and giving you glory and being full of gratitude for how good you've been to us while so many are suffering so much more horribly, just exactly as the Scripture said it would be, hoping that we are truly residing in the secret place of the Most High, hoping that the desire in our hearts is being amplified through the presence and the anointing of your of the Godhead within us through Christ, and that it pleases you, and that we maybe, by virtue of all of these efforts that are in harmony with your will, are found worthy for the divine protection and promises that are given to so few because they don't understand the prerequisite behavioral patterns and expectations from the throne room to receive those divine protections that are specified quite clearly and in case and certainly metaphorically in many cases uh, in Psalm 91. But at the same time recognizing that those same protections were afforded the apostles, those same protections were afforded many of the believers in the early church, but yet at the end, at their end, where they were put to sleep by less than pleasurable means, they still sang praises to you, being no different than our Lord Jesus as he struggled to his death, which turned into incredible life and light. And we desire that light. We desire that light to be infused into our very being, even now. We praise you, Father, for your mercy, and we ask you, Lord, to continue to anoint us to walk with us, We consecrate ourselves into your holy hands, Lord God. We consecrate ourselves into your holy hands, Lord Jesus. We want nothing more than to serve you and be within your will. But we recognize the challenges that are laid before us. We realize that we are not as rugged as Joshua was. We realize that we are not as rugged as the early Hebrews were, given their lifestyles and... and tonight and it's so far as far as the east is from the west father is where we are as a people in comparison to where they were as a people thousands of years ago yet the demands that may be placed upon us are equal if not greater in some cases than those which were imposed upon circumstantially on your father um, patriarchs. 
We praise you for their example, but we understand our physical and in some cases other weaknesses, possibly spiritual, possibly lack of faith, which we know that our patriarch examples, such as Joshua, obviously had. Otherwise, you would not have told him, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, nor thou be dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. We know that your admonishment to him was for a reason. If he didn't need that admonishment, which we see in our scripture then, you wouldn't have had to give it to him. But we, in this day and age, one which you've known since before the foundations of the earth, rugged, we're not living in tents, we're not walking five miles a day through over hill and dale, we're not essentially being, you know, survivalists as the early Hebrews were. So that puts us at a great disadvantage, Father, in the sense that if anything should prevent us from making the first fruits barley harvest, we have to be ready for the absolute worst case scenario because it will be. Therefore, we lay our lives into your hands and we pray, Father, please, please, we beseech you. Whatever it is in our lives that is not right, whatever it is about us that we need to change now, whatever preparations, whether it be earthly or mostly spiritual, of course, way more way, way, way more spiritual than earthly. Allow us to walk in that holy will, that divine harmony. We pray in the name of Jesus that you will encourage us with supernatural occurrences in our lives that I call them mini miracles, you know that. Impossible sightings of 1111. Scriptures that are shown to us that were the very same scriptures we were just talking to somebody less than a day ago about. Popping up on our cell phones, showing up in our email inboxes, impossible coincidences everywhere, showing us that we're walking the way that you want us to walk. We're not perfect. We won't ever be. Our sin is always before us, and in sin our mothers conceived us. We pray that you will cleanse us, always. For you, Father, even you. Have completely wiped out our transgressions and forgotten them for your own sake. Providing that our hearts are seeking you fervently and that you will not remember our sins, providing that we keep you in remembrance, and that in accordance with your guidance, admonition, we contend with you, as it says in Isaiah 43, 25. We praise you, Father, for revealing all of these incredible promises 
that we, based upon the scripture, might avoid the awful moment that some might may face having to give an account for everything that they said, which many will definitely have to do. But we praise you, Father, because we believe that perhaps maybe our desire to walk in holiness and righteousness and in harmony with your will might be rewarded with mercy. Not that we are greater than our master, but that the very promise that we're so intimately familiar with because of wisdom that you have poured out upon us through a series of years of learning and supernatural experiences. It just doesn't make sense, Father, that you would share those with us for no good reason. But yet at the same time, we realize that we, too, have a responsibility as well. We praise you, Lord, for helping us in this journey. We know the path is difficult. Many of us have struggled in an exceedingly noteworthy way over many years. Some of us more, some of us less. But we praise you for every moment of chastening and refiner's fire that we might, through our hope and faith, be counted worthy. Not just to be taken to heaven, for as is revealed in Matthew 22, that there will be those, part of the good and the bad, that are brought to the wedding supper as guests, which is very merciful and incredible on your part, Father, to not leave them behind when they gave their lives to Jesus at the last minute, that you would allow them to actually be guests at the wedding supper. That's awesome. Father, we aspire to be, well, all all that we can possibly be for you and for you, Jesus. We don't deserve it. We really, really don't. And we know it. We pretend not to understand all these dynamics. We know we are utterly unworthy. We know, like King David, we have messed up real bad, even when we should have known better. And it will be only through your grace and mercy, Father, that we might still, through your mercy and grace, that we might still be chosen, not just called. And we pray, Father, and beseech you, to bring us to a place where you would truly find us worthy to stand before our King Jesus, to be part of the first fruits rapture, to be part of the first watch, Luke 12, 35, 36, 37, to be part of those who are taken up in blue streaks of light while the rest of Christianity, unfortunately, will be told by the liars of darkness that we disappeared 
because of the aliens. Sadly deceived by the counterintelligence associated with the lie of Sergio Manast, who is probably taken advantage of or could be fictional regarding Project Bluebeam and the supporting movie. So easy are we in our flesh to be deceived, to stop listening and think that we've come to some place of understanding. All we know is what we hope. And we know there's got to be error in our understanding. But through that hope and our desire, we are, our hope and our faith in your mercy, Father, we have to believe. We have to believe that you would not want us to suffer to be cast into the streets. Like so many of our fellow brothers and sisters will will be because they didn't understand. Because perhaps they were misled by their pastors. Perhaps they were misled by prior teachings. Perhaps they were dogmatic about what they believed and never really cleared their hearts and minds of decades of erroneous or marginal teaching to be able to receive at a higher level and to be aware of the meaning of such parables as the uh, as the workers in the vineyard to understand the significance of the prodigal son's signet ring and to be aware that in your word the little things matter oftentimes the most for it's not just about making it to heaven it's about an opportunity that you have laid before your people that if we are willing to receive how big all this is, if we are willing to understand and transcend our little moment of tears in the shower amidst an entire universe of life, recognizing that what we're going through is so utterly trivial by comparison at the very moment that we feel depressed, sad, upset, we start to complain, we are outside of your will. No wonder you told us to praise you. No wonder you gave us the story of Paul's thorn in the flesh. No wonder you admonish us to praise you even during the worst of times. Because if we do not see what you have offered us, we will never understand how trivial what it is we go through in our daily struggles in the grand scheme of all of eternity. 
and how unfortunate it is for those who don't and can't understand those concepts because how glorious it is, Father, for us to be motivated by all that you have laid before us, to be able to see it. What a blessing. So many generations before us had no telescopes to look through, had no understanding of other life and other, had no testimony of Odin Hetrick and uh, all the things that he experienced, even with regard to otherworldly beings when he was in heaven. Father, it is just so amazing, the entire journey, to be able to hear someone as holy and righteous as Dimitri Dudeman, even though he struggled with why he had to give the testimony he did here in the United States, which was a great warning, probably heeded by few. And actually, <laughs> and just say things that blew right over people's heads because they couldn't receive it. They probably didn't even hear it. And for us today, it's the most astonishing, amazing blessing and wisdom and, wow, certainly stitches together the mysteries of the universe, the mysteries that so much of us are so blessed by. Because when we look at, when we put it all together, the story that it tells us is one that suggests we need to get past ourselves. We need to see the blessings that we have. We need to understand what it means to touch other people's lives in whatever way that we can that is good and kind, no matter how much of a struggle it can be at times, because not everybody is at the same place in their walk as, as we are. Not that we've arrived, but Christians that are younger in their walk are oftentimes abrasive. Give us the grace that you have, Lord Jesus be able to bring people along, to touch people's lives, to pay for people's groceries with the abundance of your blessings upon our lives, to call down angels by an innumerable company, an untold number, such as that which is referred to in Hebrews 12, verse 22. hope I have that right. Sometimes I flip them around. Thank you, Father. We praise your holy name, Father. We thank you so much. We beseech you, please, to not let us stay here. But at the same time, we also ask you, Father, incline thine ear. As Daniel said in 924, was it 925? Do not delay. Do not delay. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that your holy fire will envelop our praise this evening and all the days until we meet again. Each time, we fervently seek you on our knees. If we're able, for the elders, uh, for our elders, which for me, <laughs> is probably, it could be a lot, and everything is relative, but if we can get on our knees, Father God, if we're not in so much pain from body struggles, if we can get on our knees, how what a blessing that is to honor you in such a fashion as Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. Let us seek you with all of our heart. Let us be at great peace and feel your presence 
Let us be in a place where when we're praying for other people, when, you're pray- when we're praying for their salvation, when we're calling down the powers of the heavens, we know in our heart that these things are happening. We're not naive enough to believe that 100% of the people of the world are being touched by virtue of those prayers because they're, as we know from our own personal experience in some cases, um, that it's not 100%. But we don't care because through faith, we're going to tell that mountain to be thou cast, you know, cast into the sea and we're going to believe it. And then it's not our job anymore. We're speaking out of faith. We believe it with all of our hearts and we stand by it in the mighty name of Jesus. And at that point, the power works in accordance with thy will. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We praise you, Father God, for we know that you would not want one to perish. We praise you, Father God, because we know that the darkness that has fallen upon the earth has brought so many to a place that is probably in many cases, not all, irreconcilable. I never thought that I would see that time, but surely we have. Where the possession of the of the person is so um, what's the right word? Well, perfect, as Father Malachi Martin put it in 1998 on Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell perfect possession a dynamic which is exceedingly hard if not nearly impossible to overcome for the person is completely and utterly unaware of you completely utterly unaware of Jesus completely devoid of all spirituality and utterly and perfectly possessed by some of the worst demons that could ever be imagined but why wouldn't we expect it when the Antichrist himself is doing precisely precisely what is in our Holy Bible what has been prophesied since 1918-1919 which was told to FBI agents in 2008 when the lying entities from the bowels of Sheol initiated the Antichrist himself. Oh Lord, if we could only pray that as many of our brothers and sisters out there would be able to be blessed by receiving these things early on enough that they might not have to be left behind for further refinement. It's going to be a real, real hard time. And we pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that we are found worthy, truly, to escape all these things. We praise you, Father God, for showing us in Daniel 12, where it says in these, and I'm totally paraphrasing, and these will be delivered. The Hebrew word actually means a slippery escape 
a slippery escape. And we pray that we are a part of that slippery escape so that we may sup with our King and yes, even become married. As part of the ruling class, fellow sufferers, thank you for revealing to us, Father, and we praise you for this, that by virtue of our trials and tribulations and attacks from the darkness, by virtue of the difficulties that we have in life that are, as a, that are a result of who we are in Christ, that that as well qualifies as becoming fellow sufferers. Because our tendency in the flesh is to believe that to suffer with Christ requires nails to be driven in our hand, but it's not the case. By virtue of our choices, by virtue of our life, by virtue of what we avoid, by virtue of our seeking you, by virtue of the, the difficulties that we have, even on a daily basis at times, we know that it's part of the walk and those difficulties result in our suffering. Again, thank you for Paul's thorn in the flesh story. Thank you for revealing to us that each of us must learn to glorify in the times when we are going through difficulty, even extreme difficulty. Because when we are weak, we are made strong in the Spirit. We seek you with all of our hearts. And when we seek you, when we are weak, because we've been beaten down, disparaged, whatever the case is, where we have hardships at work, noteworthy, very difficult, sleepless nights, threats to our very survival and ability to maintain a roof over our heads. We praise you, Father, for each one of those parts of our lives that puts us in a place where we deeply desire to be humbled on our knees before you in that secret place of the Most High where all the noise of the world around us can no longer be heard as it melts away into a deep blue sea of your presence. where the greatest desire of our heart is to sing, not praise music songs, just to sing to you from our heart. We pray that we are found worthy to stand before Jesus, the Son of Man. And we know what that means. It means that we would be allowed as part of the bride to be right there in front of our Lord invited to the wedding and it is the greatest desire of our hearts empower and enable us we pray thee Father 
to receive through our hope and faith the greatest reward in all the universes. The greatest reward ever offered. Ever offered. We praise you for that and we thank you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, so much. Keep doing a work on us. Let us remember to always keep on praising you and thanking you, even when we don't see results. Because they're coming. They're coming. If we only remembered the power of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. We praise you. We thank you, Father God, and we praise you, Lord Jesus, our King, for allowing us to be found worthy to escape all these things and stand before you in the second, well, some people refer to it as the second heaven. I'll just refer to it as Mount Zion, the city of the living God, an innumerable company of angels. Praise your holy name and the heavenly Jerusalem and the presence of your glory light that shines without shadow of turning Father, we want to climb the holy hill. Let us be found worthy, and let us be there. Let us be a part of the greatest, greatest reward ever to be offered any people, any civilization, any, and all of creation. Thank you for this opportunity, Father, to make things not only right, but absolutely glorious. In Jesus' name we pray, and praise your holy name. Amen. Tonight is the ninth of Nisan. The year is 5783. Praise God. And the time now is 742 p.m. on the east coast of the United States of Babylon the Great. And if there is anybody out there that has does not recognize the United States as Babylon the Great, I feel sorry for you. Because you're obviously not paying attention. But that's okay. We'll continue to pray for you, and you will see. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We praise your holy name for the revelations that you have placed upon our heart, that we are not tarnished in our understanding of things because of past training and past uh, preachings and learning, but we are renewed by virtue of walking away from those past trainings and past learnings and just simply looking at the reality that we live in right now. And we praise you for that, Father. We thank you, Lord. We do recognize that there are other epicenters of evil across the world. We do. But all we have to do is read the book of Revelation, and we know. We know who Babylon the Great is. It's so very clear. And we thank you, Father. Hallelujah. And tonight, together, we light the Sabbath candles or the Shabbat candles. Or you don't have to if you don't want to. You don't even have to do the Sabbath. You can be a Sunday person if you want. Just read the first couple of paragraphs of Romans 14. We can have Sabbath every single day if we want. We can have it no days if we want. We can do it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. God loves it when we worship and honor him. And tonight together we light, I light the Sabbath candles. I like to light three, one for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Spirit, the often forgotten God, which to me is 
hard to believe. But anyway, we praise you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity once again to be able to leverage this technology, to be able to touch one another, to be able to praise you and thank you, uh, to dwell within your scripture and the revelations that are shared with us. Father, throughout the week, we, we glorify in this opportunity, Father God, and I just give you all the praise and worship. I pray in the name of Jesus, every single listener to this show is absolutely anointed, filled with your presence, and we are strengthened by the promises of your word as we progress into another week ahead of us as we hope that maybe we are taken away pretty soon. And we know it's close. We just don't know how long we might be here, but that's okay. We're in your hands, Father. We're in your hands, Jesus. We give you all the praise and glory forever and ever. Amen. The Hebrew Kaddish. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam Borei peri hagafen Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam Asher kitshanu b'mitzvotav v'ratzavanu V'shabat kodsho v'yavah v'ratzon in Chilanu, Zikaron Lemase Vereshit. Ki Huyom Techila Lemikra Ekodesh, Zechelitziat Mitzrayim. Ivanu vacharta, veotanu kidashta, mikol hamim. Veshabat kodshecha, beava uvratzon, inchaltanu. Baruch Adonai Mekadesh HaShabbat. Praise God. So before we proceed forward, I do want to share with you some good news for all of us. And that is that the analysis that came from Tucker Carlson on his show and also Alex Jones on his program and many others, by the way, of the Bill S-686 the claims that were made by Jones, the claims that were made by his guests, the claims that were made by Tucker Carlson and his guests and many others were incorrect. Praise God. Um, I have uh, easily 20 years of reading legal contracts, regulatory requirements, bills, (laughs) all kinds of stuff. And um, I understand how they work very well. And I read every page, all 55 pages of S-686 by myself because it was too vital. Uh, long story short, there is going to come a time, 
I don't know when that is. And you know what? It might not even happen before we're evacuated off this alien demon infested rock, which it is. But it also has a lot of our brothers and sisters that need our prayers right now. And the angels, the help of angels that we can't see, but we know that they're there. And we know, look, simple as this. If left to his own devices, which it's getting real close to that day, by the way. If left to his own devices, Satan would simply wipe out slaughter and have all of his demons drink the blood of every human on this earth. So we already know that there is a restraining force still in effect. So when you know what the end game is, which is destroy, wipe out, and utterly slaughter every single human that is part of the endemic bloodline and has the Spirit of God breathed into them at birth, that is exactly what St. Amon's, period, and a story. And so if he could, he would. There's no doubt. So by virtue of the fact that we are still here, we already know that there is a restraining going on. What we can clearly also see is as far as the progression of the end times events is concerned, as far as the movement forward of the 15-minute cities, the uh, central bank digital currencies, the very slow but continuous uh, collapse of the banking system, the conversion of many key countries over to the BRICS uh, and yuan and ruble, uh, trading partners increasing ever, oh my, by the uncountable numbers, and the imminent uh, collapse of the petrodollar, which evidently, to my surprise, is not necessarily going to result in the complete collapse of the American economy necessarily. It'll probably be more of a controlled demolition. I don't understand that dynamic, but I am an avid reader of such things, and I do study them. And uh, and I anyway, I praise God for that, but. I'd rather be in the know than not be in the know. Yeah, I don't want to be running around like a chicken without my head on cut off. So that's why I took the time to actually read all 55 pages with my expertise on law, my expertise of reading contracts and uh, regulatory requirements, et cetera. And it's all Greek, and you got to understand how it works. And you can have people that are pretty smart, like Alex Jones, have people that are pretty smart, like the experts that were brought on to Tucker Carlson, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But they can still be wrong, and they were. Um, there are provisions in 686 that make it ab uh, abundantly clear Thank you, Jesus, that make it abundantly clear that the effect has to be catastrophic and it has to be associated with communications of one of the prohibited entities um, with an app that an application of some type or some type of a service. In other words, you would have to willfully do something that you should have known that you shouldn't have done. I mean, they, it, they have a, a number mark all over the bill that says um, one million or more people ha or you know uh, users have to be affiliated with the use of that particular app, such as TikTok, such as. You know, maybe, uh, you know, and, and clearly it would, 
your behavior would have to be such that it was considered to be a catastrophic effect against the uh, national security of the United States. Now, of course, those who are being persecuted like Jones and those who are like Tucker, God bless his heart, but he, he nails it out of the park an awful lot, but he missed on the 686. He missed on that for sure. I read it. I know how it works. I know what the definitions mean. I know their significance. If the definitions are understood and you are able to connect the dots between the different subsections that are being referred to, and it said over and over, catastrophic. It's got to be catastrophic, and it's got to be some type of a foreign application that is associated with the prohibited countries and has to have over 1 million users. This is not intended to go after clearly. It's not. It, you just read it. It just says it. Now, is it possible for them to, the entities of darkness, to abuse it? Clearly, but that's the case essentially with every single law. They're already abusing laws like crazy. They're already eliminating the Bill of Rights. They're already eliminating the Constitution. If we are not aware of that, we are asleep. All that being said, it's nothing. It's nothing because if it was as bad as people were saying it was, it may have signaled a moment in time where tribulation now needed to be shut down. And I will tell you this, if that time comes while we are still on this earth, I will make an announcement and you will have approximately one week to download. If you're not downloading radio shows right now, if you're not using a podcast app that allows you to download them locally, well, I'm going to tell you this, it's all going to vanish because I'm an expert at making things vanish. I know computers and technologies and Internet technologies better than the vast majority of people who are alive. That's for sure. I guarantee it. And it will disappear. All of it. So if you're one of those people who says, well, you know, maybe we might uh, have to go through a period of, you know, I don't know, loss of power for a period of time. We're going to get attacked with a cyber attack that collapses. These are all possibilities. The, my, my rule is that if there is something clearly Beyond any shadow of a doubt, a law, an implementation. I am, first and foremost, we are instructed by the Holy Bible to be above the law and to be compliant with the law. Okay, as long as it is not in violation of God's word. And there is nothing in God's word that says that I need to be doing a blog talk radio show. But there is plenty in God's word that says that I need to be serving him. Therefore, if there should ever truly be a law as they're trying to tell everybody 686 is, which is incorrect, then I would have to go into prayer for a while. I would warn everybody. So, again, if you're one of those people that thinks you got you need to have, and I, I, hey, I'm with it. I, there was a period of time back many years ago, around 2012, 2013, 2014, when things were getting real rocky and bumpy before, you know, God called an audible, in my opinion. But anyway... Um, where people were requesting, you know, help setting up uh, little MP3 players that were battery operated, you know, that kind of stuff, so that they could download shows and put them on there and things like that. So they had them when, you know, when, when the martial law was implemented and that kind of thing. All I'm saying is, folks, we're getting into a time right now that if you're one of those people, for whatever reason, 
If you're not, fine. That's totally, absolutely fine. I, it, you know, <laughs> you know. I'm just here to tell you that if you're one of those people that feel like you would want, you know, some some of the old prayer vigil shows, a lot of people wanted to have those, uh, whatever, or or programs on a recorded MP3 player, you know, a battery operated MP3 player that they could play for other people when the lights go out. That was a big popular thing years ago. If you're one of those people, now's the time to start getting yourself a podcast or downloading the MP3s. Uh, Most good podcasting apps will allow you. Now, if you're on a mobile device, you may have some restrictions because you're only going to be able to do it based upon the limitations of your memory on your mobile device. Now, if you have a computer or a laptop, those limitations will not be there. And you would be able to use the podcast application on that computer or laptop to probably download hundreds, if not more. And so I'm letting you know right now, because of the close call of uh, 686, close call, but misinterpretation. Because I am not going to stop serving God. I am not going to allow myself to be thrown in prison for 20 years. It's not because I'm, I'm, you know, turning my back on Jesus or anything like that. It's because I have work to do, and so do you. So, if, you know, one of the things, there's a difference, you know. So, knowledge is knowing that tomato, that a tomato is a is a, a fruit, but wisdom is knowing not to put the tomato in your fruit salad. And unfortunately, most of our brothers and sisters do not have wisdom. I mean, inherent, inherent critical thinking wisdom. So they'll just keep on doing what they do and in some cases and not really put, you know, sometimes we need to think, can I do more for God? Can I do more for Jesus? Or do I just keep on, you know, keep on keeping on knowing that, that you know, that, that they're going to throw me in jail? When I could touch people's lives and do incredible things, you know, no, I'm not. Not only that, but we are commanded to, to if there isn't a specific statement in the Scripture, then you know, that says, you know, thou shalt keep on doing blog talk radio shows or whatever the case is. No, it's about serving our Heavenly Father. Praise God. And that can be done in so many ways, including, including just being here to be on our knees and to pray and touch other people's lives in whatever way we can. I hope that we are not here for days that are so dark that I have to put my tin sign out, which I had created long, long time ago. It's up on the wall and down in the downstairs by the front door. I hope we don't live in a time where I have to put that sign out and nail it to the tree in my front yard, because if it comes to that, it's going to be a very dark time. But I'm not taking the Jesus sign off the back of my car. I am not taking down the the uh, five-foot purple Jesus flag that waves in the front of my house, and I am not taking down the uh, large red magnetic Jesus sign that is on my steel door, the steel door in my front house. And it's not steel because I'm afraid of somebody breaking in, because if anybody wanted to do, they could. It's, that, it's just because it, that's what was there when I bought the house 22 plus years ago. So anyway, but I'm not taking it down, period. 
So if that means I'm going to be targeted by a bunch of perfectly possessed entities that uh, have uh, corrupted their themselves so badly that uh, they're irreconcilable, then um, I don't believe it will happen. I believe that there's power in the name of Jesus. I believe that there's power that was given to us. I believe that there is power that we can command good eyes to be made blind, deaf ears to be, or good ears to be made deaf, that we can command the uh, demons of darkness to leave. We can declare ourselves to be invisible to any would-be attackers. We can declare the holy fire of God to protect us at all times, and that we have that power, and I believe it with all of my heart. And if it results in my demise, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, rocks at me and I'll be another Stephen because I'm not taking any of it down perfect love cast out all fear stop serving God did Peter stop serving God did any of them stop serving God look what happened to John I mean really the only one who didn't get killed and look what he had to go through you know, but now we have the book of Revelation because of that suffering. But I don't know about you, but I ain't a big fan of being dipped into boiling oil. I was that little kid at the age of five that if I stubbed my knee and saw blood, I was screaming bloody murder, running to my mom saying, help me, help me, I'm going to die. So we'll see. But whatever it is we have to go through, we have to go through it just like Jesus. Don't be screaming like a banshee and embarrassing the kingdom. Don't be freaking out. Praise God like our fellow brothers and sisters did when they were being put to death by Nero, holding hands with their children. Like the Bogomils did, holding hands with their children as they were being slaughtered. Do it in grace. Believe. Don't make the same mistake as the Polisians did hundreds of years later. The, the early Polisians, that, that was the nickname. There's a lot of nicknames that are used for the, that were named. People gave them nicknames, groups of Christians in different parts of the world. For example, the ones in southern France were called the Albigens. Um there's the Polisians, which was another group. There were the Bogomils, which was another group. These are nicknames that were given to them by whoever, probably the Roman Catholic Church, because um, they were the ones who called them out as heretics, which resulted in them being persecuted. But it was only the early groups that were one. 100% like Jesus. Because if you read the Fox's Book of Martyrs, what you will find is over hundreds of years of time of persecution, eventually Satan got into their encampments. And they started to be not like Jesus. But if you understand how Satan works in his methods of infiltration, tricking otherwise godly people into doing horrible things in their defense instead of walking with their cross to Golgotha in grace, knowing that we are not from here and that our kingdom is not from here because if our kingdom was from here, then 
maybe we would fight like Jesus said. But because our kingdom is not from here, we don't. We walk in grace and praise to our death. Why are we so happy? Because finally, we get to go home. And every single testimony, which are many, that I have listened to, that I have brought on the radio show as a guest, who were um, beaten, horribly persecuted, they testify that the presence of the Lord Jesus caused them to even feel no pain. Just like Stephen, when he was being stoned to death. Pretty sure I have not seen the word ouch anywhere in the testimony of Stephen. And also, there are in the epistles descriptions of some of the brothers and sisters in the various early churches that were even sawed in half. Can you imagine that? Never mind those who were burned at the stake with their children. I honestly believe with all of my heart that if with God's grace, long-suffering, mercy, and given all that we've been shown, I have great, great hope that we will be gone from this place long before those days come. But I also believe with a chill down the back of my spine that if we don't make it, if we don't make the first fruits barley harvest, I'm not sure I know why we wouldn't, but if we don't, knowing what we know now, being here on the earth when NASA comes on TV and tells everybody that the aliens took the people and realizing we're still here. At that point, Matthew 24 will come alive. And when it says, when that moment comes, without reading the whole section for you, but you're aware of it. I'm sure you are. I read it on the last radio show in the very beginning. You know, the scripture in Matthew 24, um, there's some rendition of it in the other two, you know, Luke 21 and Mark 13, but basically 20, Matthew 24 does a in-your-face rendition whereby it says, you know, when that moment comes, you know, pray that it, that your flight is not on the Sabbath. Pray that if you have a baby that, you know, it's not in the winter, you know, um, and run for the hills. Now, you know what? I never really completely understood that until now. CBDCs, Obama, martial law, nuclear bombs. A really, really dark time. Mandatory vaccinations. Absolutely being cut off from all ways, all methods to eat, to buy and sell, because we refuse. We're not going to be injected. We're going to, we're going to, there's a reason why the Bible says, get out of town. 
pray that your flight will not be during this time. But haul cheek. Okay? Now that we know exactly what is going to befall all nations. Now, they may have a difficult time, as they always have, with the United States. To some degree. But they'll figure out a way to get around it and clamp it down. Believe me. Because they don't announce it until it's already game over. All these people listening to the audio and video bites from the World Economic Forum, testimonies from CEOs of these satanic satanic blood-drinking cults from the bowels of hell that are being allowed to trample the people of the earth and slaughter them by the, well, I guess ultimately it'll be by the millions. When they talk about those things openly on the videos, the only reason they do that is because it's too late to do anything about it, and they know it. And we praise God that we do know it. Let that be a motivation for each of us to seek God with all of our heart, to fall in love with Him, to fall in love with Jesus, and to present our bodies holy and acceptable as our spiritual service of worship to you, Father. So I did want to share about 686. I'll mention it briefly, probably on the next program on Sunday or whatever, but I did want to let you know about that and also give you a heads up because we're getting real close to whatever version of lockdown we're going to... Now, the other, there are other countries right now that, they're, that are already being locked down. Okay, so Australia is already implementing live. This is what... It isn't Memorex. It's happening now. CBDCs. They're already going cashless. So all we have to do is look at countries like Australia, countries like New Zealand. Watch Canada. Watch Canada. They're going to be way ahead of the United States because they always struggle with this country because each state is essentially its own country. So they can compromise some states, but they have problems with other ones. And they hate it, which is why they hate Donald Trump. No matter what you think about the man, at the end of the day, my enemy's enemy is my friend, if you know what I mean. Praise God. And I shudder to think what's going to happen to the man. Good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. And I know there are those who believe he's totally in on it. But I've come to the conclusion in my heart that he's not. I'm not saying he's perfect by any stretch. But when you look at the fruit, when you look at, I'm not saying it's worth, you know, it, we must not be part of this earth. We must not be part of this earth. We must not. And we must not look at anyone on this earth except Jesus. That's it. He is our first love. 
The rest of it is just a movie. But we are commanded to watch. We are commanded to watch and pray. Watch and pray. Our citizenship is in heaven. The moment that we allow ourselves to be emotionally pulled in to the events of the earth, we are at enmity with God. You do not want to be at enmity with God. Pray for the lost. Pray that we are found worthy. Because I can tell you, in my condition, <laughs> walking around with a backpack and trying to get far enough out, I mean, really, there's no place for me to run. I mean, I might as well just go ahead and turn myself in and say, here, take me to a FEMA camp and start beating me now. Because, you know, all you got to do is look on a map at Tampa, Florida, and you, you'll, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. There's no escape here. There are no mountains to run into. There's no place to go. And besides, if you're not on the tippity-top of the top of the Al- Appalachian Trail, okay, you're going to get hit by the event, you know, before, before the wheat harvest, you're going to get killed by the massive mega tsunami that's going to wipe out 22 million people on the east coast of the Babylon the Great, this country, eventually. But we haven't even seen the Cascadia subduction zone event. I would have thought that would have happened a long time ago, but it hasn't. We haven't seen the civil war that has been prophesied by many, 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 but especially by Dimitri Dudeman, David Wilkerson, others. There's so much we haven't seen yet. And as far as I can tell, they're prerequisite events. But I could be wrong. That's why we have to stay at the ready. Now. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so I did want to share that with you just because it's time-sensitive and it's motivational. The reason why I won't, I'm not, you know, the reason why the negative battery of the terminal has to be connected up, God uses positive and negative reinforcement because it's the most effective. Period. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Welcome to the 21st century. Positive and negative reinforcement to anybody who understands human nature at all is required to bring the individual to maximum compliance. And our Father knows that because He knows all of us very well. Praise His name. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And on that note, I've been babbling long enough. Let us just take a moment to focus our eyes on our King and give Him glory. In Jesus' name.
shared, uh, I believe, I know, through um, a fellow sister in Christ, um, an anointed word for those of us, I don't know how long I've been saying this, but for those of you who are blessed to be retired, for those of you who are blessed, now, I, I granted, we're all going to be in the same boat real, real quick, because if we're still here, when there's a full implementation of central bank digital currencies, it doesn't matter. You can be retired all you want. ain't going to matter. You're still going to be subject to it. Matter of fact, you got a target on your back, and you probably don't realize it, because they don't like older people. 
They don't, they don't want like me. They're going to want us dead. That's what, that's what eugenics means. Eugenics is not anything about genocide or killing off a race or any of that kind of stuff. Eugenics means get rid of the old people, get rid of the sick people, get rid of the useless eaters, and only keep the strongest, which, by the way, is part of what the shot was designed to do. Also, it was designed for many things, many things, many, many things, but also to, um, uh, you know, to eliminate births, baby births. They don't want more people born. Okay, that's why it destroys that. Okay, so... All these things are happening right now. God is allowing it to happen, which is an extreme warning to anybody who understands how everything works. Okay, when you understand that it is divine, it is the divine protection of our heavenly Father. It is He that restrains. That He, by the way, is all things of God. The prayers of the saints, the angels in action, all that, and we. We are um, so all that aside, for those of you who are truly blessed, at least at this moment in time, to have uh, retirement income or whatever the case is, or you know, maybe being able to survive on social security as hard as that is, um, or you have some other form of income, those of us who are working in the workplace right now. I have not met a single one who is not feeling all day long pretty much that they are in peril. And it's a type of a thorn in the flesh, but that's okay. You know, we need, sometimes we just need to have a thorn in the flesh. It's a good thing. Doesn't feel like it's a good thing at the time, believe me. But here's the thing. So out of the clear blue sky, I was sent a word from Charles Spurgeon by someone who I wouldn't have expected it from. But I was. I'm going to read it to all of you out there who are in the workplace still because I empathize. I empathize with you. Now, some of you may have low-key jobs where you're safe as long as you don't stir anything up or flash across in front of the HR people's face. You're okay. <laughs> All right. But for many of us, our work situation is a thorn in the flesh. of. It's kind of like a thorn in the flesh of sorts. It's a blessing, and it's not so much a blessing. It's extremely hard nowadays, and you're you're always feeling like you're in peril because you are. Now, all that being said, I'm going to share with you this Charles Spurgeon's daily help that was sent to me by another believer out of the clear blue sky, and it was so apropos, otherwise known as appropriate, and it is from. Spurgeon's Daily Help. Now, I'm going to share with you this because the believer that sent it to me was kind enough to share with me this information as well. So this is coming from an app. I do not know if it's available on Apple, but I do know it's available uh, for Android. It might be available on Apple for all I know. I don't know. But let me go back and just make absolutely sure I give you the proper name for it. But it's really kind of cool, and you're about to see how cool it is. 
hopefully. Okay, so let me just go ahead and say, yeah, there we go. Okay. So you will know the app when you're in the app store because it will be entitled Daily Spurgeon Devotional, and it'll simply have a purple circle. It's on a white background with a purple circle and a white cross, and that's it. But that's the one. So if you search on Spurgeon's Daily Help or just whatever, Daily Spurgeon or whatever, you should see it right at the top. Now I'm going to read to you what was sent to me. This is absolutely, well, anointed, especially for today, especially for this time, for the believers who, for any reason, lose their jobs, Without a miracle from our Lord Jesus Christ, they will lose everything else and become homeless. Because that's what's happening to millions of people right now, even though it rarely makes the news. Once in a while, it does. It says, this is amazing. This is what was sent to me. Spurgeon's Daily Help. This is a quote from Charles Spurgeon. Those who have not to work hard think they will love heaven as a place of service. That is very true. But to the working man or woman, to the man who toils with his brain or with his hands, it must ever be a sweet thought that there is a land where we shall rest. Oh, Weary sons and of daughters of Adam, that you shall be still, you shall be quiet, you shall rest yourselves, for all are rich in heaven. All are happy there. All are peaceful. Toil, trouble, travail, labor are words that cannot be spelled in heaven. They have no such things there. For they always rest. Charles Spurgeon. Praise God. So I was like, okay, I got to have it. What's the name of the app? <laughs> so I just told you, praise Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. For you are my dove, hidden in the split-open rock. It was I who took you and hid you up high in the secret stairway of the sky. Let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. How beautiful your eyes are in worship, and lovely your voices in prayer. You must catch those troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship. For they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them for me? We will do it together. Thank you, Jesus.
Father, we praise you, and we ask you to make us an instrument of peace where there is hatred. Hatred, Father, we pray that you will help us to sow love. Where there is injury, 
Help us, Father God, to share pardon with those to help them. Where there is doubt, help us to share our faith. Where there is despair, help us, Father God, to share our hope. Where there is darkness, Father, help us to share the light of Jesus. Where there is sadness, Lord, let us bring joy. Father God, we pray in Jesus' name that we may seek to be, not to be consoled ourselves, but to console others and to not so much to be understood ourselves, but to understand others. Not to be so much loved, Father God, as to love others. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is dying of ourselves that we are born to eternal life. We praise your name. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our Deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever, amen. Holy Lord Jesus, please cleanse and totally purify our heart our soul, our mind, our flesh, our record-keeping books in heaven, and our robe and gown in heaven with your precious blood and your holy fire. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with the holy fire of God, it is that which is breathed metaphorically out of the mouth of the two witnesses, which are not two bearded Hebrews standing on a street corner in Tel Aviv. All right? It is the lampstand and the olive tree, the, well, Jew and Gentile made into one. One is the testimony of... Our Father, one is the testimony of our Jesus, and one is the testimony of all. For the Father and Son are one. Praise His name. Lampstand, olive tree. Very simple metaphors. Thank you, Jesus. And that fire that is breathed out of their mouth is holy fire of God. It is used as a weapon, and it is mighty powerful. It is also mentioned in Zechariah 2, verse 15. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Look it up. It is there. I did not know that. The Lord revealed to me, thank you, Jesus, what that fire was that they were breathing out of their mouth. Thank you, Father. 
Help us, Father God, to understand even more mysteries of your Holy Scripture. For the Scripture does say and promises us in James chapter 1, verse 5, If anyone seeks wisdom, let them ask God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it shall be given them. And it shall be given them. We thank you, Father. We praise your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus and by the blood of the Lamb of God and the entity of the darkness, worker of saint and live or dead human spirit, member of a witch coven, anything that cannot call Jesus Christ its Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, we declare that at the very moment that they set their wills against us, at the moment that any spirit allows them in or through their territory to come against us, that they be immediately struck by the holy fire of God to launch down from the glory pillar and to burn them in the screaming agony, making a public spectacle of them and disarming them in accordance with Colossians 2.15. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. We praise you, Father God. Surround us with your holy fire. Surround us with your holy fire. We declare your holy fire, a thorny hedge of protection, and a whirlwind of the Holy Spirit to blow it white hot, to surround around about our dwelling places in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We plead with you, Father God, and we decree in Jesus' name for the assignment of mighty warrior angels to stand guard outside of our dwelling places. We declare in the mighty name of Jesus that any earthly or spiritual weapon will be vaporized. Any contract of the devil, any demonic agreement shall be vaporized. Any fiery dart shall be vaporized by the fire of God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray in Jesus' name for the assignment of a platoon of warrior angels on a search and destroy mission to be sent out on our behalf to cut down any attempts to come against us, any portals that have been opened, any attacks that are being planned. We pray, Father God, that good eyes will be made blind, good ears will be made deaf, and that you will divinely protect us in accordance with your holy word. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father, and we thank you for that mercy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise your name. Praise your name. Thank you, Lord. Surround our loved ones, Father God, with your holy fire. Surround the people that are in our lives that we have been praying for. Father, deliver them from the darkness. We pray in Jesus' name, even though that we are praying as a third party, and we will have to, if they are unsaved, we're going to have to continue our prayers, but we believe for a breakthrough. We believe that your, your touch, the touch of your holy hand will enter into their dreams and visions that there will be a change. We may not see it. We may not be here for it, but we believe with all of our heart that before uh, the day comes uh, that is spoken of in uh, Acts 2, 17 through 21, that all those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We believe with all of our hearts. We stand before those promises, Father God, that it will apply to our loved ones, that every single one of the lost that we care about, that are on our prayer list, that we pray for, shall be saved. We believe it, and it will happen because We believe it, and we praise you, Father God, because you alone are worthy. For we were given the power in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for, no, thank you, Jesus, we just praise you. And hallelujah, Philippians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, hallelujah, we praise you, Jesus. The power that works in us, the same power that Jesus has to the mountain, command the demon out, command 
the demon out. Be Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. That is exactly what we do, and that is exactly why we pray this way, because what we do on this program, excuse me, I've been sitting on this chair for like all day. <laughs> Some of these days, like Wednesdays, are 19-hour days, and sitting, you know, on it, it's, it's actually bad for you. Uh, and I've been having some leg problems and issues, and I'm trying to rectify them. So praise God, and I got a, <laughs> I got a new cushion. Thank you, Jesus, to help me get through these longer days, because I'm not getting any younger. Hallelujah. All right, praise God. But it took me I went through uh, I'm just going to put it like this I went through hell on earth I was under heavy demonic attack for any of you who do not know or understand or have even heard even a portion of the testimony Uh, it was bad it was textbook Amity Horror type stuff and I'm not going to get into the details of it but I will tell you that um, over time the Lord revealed you know if, if you're going to learn something you always want to be continuously learning okay and um and you know what god will do for you now we're not all the same we're not all cut from the same cookie cutter i can tell you that there are christians out there that do not care for spiritual warfare they don't care for it and you know what it's to their own demise okay i'm just here to say and that's okay they will unfortunately suffer far more than they had to i can tell you from my own testimony as a fact that I was under extreme attack from witch covens. I knew it. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to go into the details of the testimony. The police that would drive two po- two miles an hour past my house, you know, I, I I know how it works. I know intimately how it works. I know what it's like to be thrown down the stairs by a strong man demon inside of a human body and have my head bashed through the wall. I understand what it's like to walk outside bleeding in front of four police cars and an emergency EMT vehicle while there's an entity out in your front yard talking to the police, masquerading as, you know, a human uh, and trying to have you thrown in jail. Okay, I get it. I've lived it. I've been there. I've done it. I. It's not to me. It's not reading a book about spiritual warfare. It is living it. Thank you, Jesus. I know that this is required. If you are getting attacked, if you are having a tough time, now there are exceptions to every rule. There are situations where some believers, believe it or not, and this is sad, but it's true. And there are situations where some believers, because of abuse that they have taken when they were younger, And I won't get into the specifics of the type of abuse, but there's different types of abuse that can happen to some, it's usually women, at at a very young age. And in certain cases, they can actually have a demonic entity, I'm just going to leave it at this, that punishes them okay in other words they they're they know that they're not they they know that they're living a godly life they know that they're seeking the father they know that they are in praise continuously they know that they don't have that that the devil has nothing in them yet they are still plagued okay they may have periods of respite they may not you know they may go through several weeks several months and everything is just fine but eventually something will start happening again and it will come back to bother them. Uh, they, they will have, I'm not going to get into the details of the different things that can happen, but believe me, the individual knows that something isn't right. And it can be very, very disheartening. So if you happen to be one of those people that you know that you are seeking the Lord with all of your heart, you know that you are praying, you know that you are praising, you know that you have no sin in your life that you are aware of, and that, and you are using spiritual warfare methods, which we, which we all ought to be, because that is exactly what we are 
commissioned to do. Okay, we live in an extremely dark world right now. And and really, spiritual warfare uh, is a part of who we are. Jesus was the best at spiritual warfare, and, and the book of Mark is one of the best books you can possibly read in the entire Holy Bible to understand exactly how it's applied. Thank you, Jesus. All right? So, but, um, you know, there's more tactics that our Father has revealed to us, okay? And, and, and so uh, I can tell you that in the days that we live in right now, praise God, we are in far darker times as far as the demonic presences on this earth. Now, look, I'm not going to get into all the freaky-deaky, weird, you know, interdimensional portals that have probably been opened uh, over the years by various ceremonies that have happened in front of the public, by the things that have happened at the Grammy Awards, by the things that have happened all over the place while People are sitting there half punch drunk on their Bud Light watching it and thinking it's interesting or the football, uh, you know, stadiums that have halftime shows that are satanic and all these other things that they're staring out, staring at in an oblivious state. OK, and don't realize that the, what's what's happening to them internally. OK, but th- th- that's not our problem. I mean, our problem is to understand that these th- that this is a threat. It's a threat to us and it's targeting us. It's coming after us. And if you're having any challenges and, and you know, really, you should be on the defense anyway. Now, if you're not having any challenges in your life, well, I would question how much effort you're putting into making Satan's life miserable. Most Christians that have cozy lives, not only are they in danger of a lot of disappointment if and when they make it to heaven, but um, they, they're, they're sadly going to be um, – pretty horrified about the stuff that's coming um, after the barley harvest occurs. And I don't even know for sure exactly how close together the barley and the wheat harvest are. All I know is once the barley harvest happens, my goodness gracious, it's going to get horrible, really bad, really fast. And we don't even know to what extent of horrible it's going to become before that. We just don't know. So it's best to be prepared, and it is always best. Let me tell you something, folks. Your life can change on a dime. You might think everything is wonderful now, and that's good. Praise God, because it says in Ecclesiastes 7.14 that we should be praiseful. We should be glad when the days of prosperity of God are upon us. But when the bad times come, know that both come from God. That is what the Bible says. Look it up. Ecclesiastes 714, it's right there. Thank you, Jesus. So if you haven't, you need to be prepared for it. And I can tell you that having gone through what I went through, I had. The Lord led me, okay? Clear as a bell, no doubt about it. It's been confirmed through visions, through people in other countries seeing visions of me, or not me specifically, but my house while I was talking to them. I'm telling you folks, I I wouldn't tell you these things if they weren't absolutely undeniable facts before God. Okay, that has been the story of my life. God let me go through the things that he let me go through so that I would get on this microphone and let people know, because it's vital 
it might you might not say it's vital in your life right now, but I'm here to tell you, there may come a day when you praise God with tears rolling down your eyes that you remembered exactly what you heard on this prayer vigil because there are going to be times potentially while we are still here that your life and the life of your family is in danger. And if you do not know how to use spiritual warfare to command those demons to get away, to place an obstruction of the flesh uh, through the spirit around your house so that they are unable to even see your house there. Okay, they see a grove of trees instead of your house. This is the kind of power that we have. We need to understand that we have it. We need to live it. We need to believe it. We need to know how to use the holy fire of God as a weapon because it works. Hallelujah. I am here to tell you that I have lived it. I have watched the change take place in real time, and it was dramatic to say the least. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And it was confirmed to me through exceedingly supernatural uh, means. That is the best I can do. It is a fact. I would not say this on a recorded podcast if it were not true before our Father, because that would be like asking for a trip straight to hell. (laughs) And there's no way I'm going there. And I hope you're not either. Thank you, Jesus. So we need to be prepared to fight. But our the weapons of our warfare, Second Corinthians 10, verse 5, are not earthly. They're not carnal. But they are spiritual. Okay? And that's the key. And when you understand how the wars in the spiritual realm where the demons are residing, trying to stop our prayers, trying to uh, steal our, the answers to our prayers and stop our angels from bringing those answers when you understand all of these dynamics. See, I didn't just read those papers. I was blessed enough, thank you, Jesus, to actually have people who have been taking, taken into those realms and saw with their own eyes, praise Jesus, the results of the prayers that I share with you on this program. It's alarming. When we're calling down the fire of God upon principalities and powers, I can tell you that it is happening as a fact. I know it. And that's why I do this. Praise God. Because I want to do everything that I can to enable and, and, and um, to prepare people. Because our warfare is spiritual. It's not the bodies of the people that are walking you know, through our cul-de-sacs and through our neighborhoods looking to kill Christians. That's not our problem. Our problem is our lack of understanding of the power of Christ that we have. That's our problem. We've got to get past that problem. We have got to stop thinking in the flesh. We have got to understand that these are demon-possessed entities, and we have control over the demons in the mighty name of Jesus, and we've got to know that our best power is calling down the fire of God to burn them in the screaming agony and to cast them out into the pit in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And if we don't understand that, guess what? Bad things can happen. You do not win this battle in the days ahead by sitting on your knees and going, Oh, Lord, please help me, because that is not what we were commanded to do. We were commanded to do as Jesus did. We were commanded to talk to the mountain. We were commanded to follow the things that he did and how he did it. Get out, you demon of darkness, and enter that person no more. These are things that happen all throughout the Scripture, and most people are unaware of it. And this is our calling, because these signs will follow those who believe. They will cast out 
devils. Hallelujah. And if you don't believe, then guess what? Fill in the blank. Thank you, Jesus. I've done my job. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, we exercise the rule of the victor, the Lord Jesus Christ, over any demonic region that would attempt to set their wills against us. We exercise the rule of the victor, the Lord Jesus Christ, over all demonic regions that have permitted spirits in or through their territory for the purpose of coming against us. We command that they be immediately cut off from ever receiving the power from the kingdom of darkness again. We require the immediate disbursement of all of their funds from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. In Jesus' name, we require the immediate destruction of all of their books and artifacts of sorcery. We require the immediate reversal of all their schemes, the cancellation of their assignments against us and our loved ones. Penalties applied into the pit. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we command it. Out. We declare the fire of God to weld the pit shut. We decree the fire of God in Jesus' name to permeate the pit and to burn them in the screaming agony, making a public spectacle of them thereof. In accordance with Colossians 2.15, before the throne of God. Thank you, Jesus. That which we bind on earth is bound in heaven. That which we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. And Lord, we plead your blood to seal that pit for only you, Father. Only you, Lord God, can break those seals. Thank you, Jesus. I'd like to use holy oil at this time. Oh, we're winded. down to one hour. See, whenever I share extra stuff, time flies. Thank you, Jesus. All right, Father, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I do this every morning. I'm a holy oil freak. You can just ask Lindy, Lindy Williams. She needs our prayer, by the way. So if you feel so inclined, uh, Lindy, Lindy um, William, um, I'm sorry, um, Pierce, Pierce, Lindy, Lindy Pierce. Uh, she, uh, she uh, is where I get all my holy oil because I discovered... A long time. The Lord led me to her uh, after I'd made some kind of dumb mistakes. <laughs> Watch where you buy your holy oil from. Let's, let me just leave it at that because it's not all holy, if you know what I mean. And her website is lojoil.com. And she needs your prayers if you're willing to lift her up as part of your morning prayer life and time, even evening or whenever. Praise God. All day if we can. I pray all the time. I, like I said, I even have a little brown, little brown, they call it a gratitude stone. You know what? But you know, and you, can, you might say, oh, that, that's, that's, that's a bad thing. You know, that's one of those things. Those, you know what? The devil has no original ideas. And if I want to use a little gratitude stone to sit in front of my laptop all day long so I stop and take time to praise God during my work day, and that's what I'm going to do because everything belongs to our Father. The devil steals it, twists it, and turns it into a lie. But most Christians don't understand that. So they say things they should not. To the pure, all things are pure. All. Doesn't say some. Titus 1.15 says clearly, to the pure, all things are pure. And that's what I want to be. I want to ascend the holy hill. I want to stand in the presence of the living God. Our Father, 
I want to witness that which is unfathomable in its glory. And I'm not so sure I'm going to want to leave. Father, we consecrate ourselves into your complete ownership, Lord Jesus. We renounce all things spoken of in the darkness against us. We declare your abundant grace, the living water, the crystal river, to pour out into our soul, our spirit, to cleanse it, to wash it, to make it pure. We plead your blood, Lord Jesus, upon us. And we praise you. And thank you so much. Oh, there's nothing. Oh, should we be willing to do anything? Should be we, we? Oh, wow. It's just amazing to even consider. We praise you, Father God. We continuously pray for your holy fire to protect us. We pray that the holy fire will become our weapon of choice. For it is bar none, the most powerful weapon in all of the universes. There is not one entity in the darkness that does not fear it. Horribly so. And it is given to us as a gift. We praise you for that. We pray for a thorny hedge of protection to swirl around our household amidst the whirlwind of the Holy Spirit, blowing that holy fire white hot, sustaining it all throughout this week in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we ask you for a platoon of warrior angels to ferret out all attempts indirect that may attempt to come against us. Shut down all demonic portals, everything, close it. We thank you, Father, for that divine protection. We praise you. Let us by an anointing from the Holy Spirit, recognize the value of being proactive as a good soldier for Christ in our protection that we may be unhindered in our service to you. We praise you and thank you, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, hallelujah. And amen.
Praise God. The Courts of Heaven scriptures, some of my favorites. I always like to re I always like to go over these a lot because they're some of the most powerful scriptures in the Bible. First um, Peter two nine, which we read almost well, invariably during communion. Um, but you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. See, this isn't in the future like right now you are a holy nation you are his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light you know it's so amazing to even consider how it says we were called out of the darkness and into his marvelous light yet in the flesh, we don't see the light. So how is it that we're in his marvelous light? Because this is all about who we are. 
in the spiritual realm, who we are as believers, who we are as we operate in the courts of heaven. I have been shown that by virtue of the fact that we pray out of faith, that we use spiritual warfare tactics out of our faith, blessed is he who believes who has not seen that the weapons of our warfare are far more powerful than the weapons that are used in the spiritual realm, that our prayers result in devastating destruction to the demons of darkness and the principalities and powers, which I can tell you, personal experience, that the one thing the devil is going to try to do, and he oftentimes will successfully accomplish that for various reasons, and you're just going to have to fight your way through it because he doesn't like you. He doesn't like you at all when you are calling down and attacks, live attacks. Look, Jesus was sent to the earth to destroy the works of the devil. Who are you? Well, the scripture says it is no longer we who lives, but Christ who lives in us. So if Christ is who we are, living in us, and we don't live anymore, then what is our job? To destroy the works of the devil. Whether that means to do goodness and kindness to people who are otherwise maltreated, to um, pray for the forgiveness of people's sins when they are hurting us or whatever. I mean, living like Jesus, totally. And, and levying the power that we've been given through prayer, spiritual warfare. This is what we're called to do. These signs will follow those who believe. They will cast out demons. You know, I'm not going to go, I can, I can sit and quote the rest of it and everything. They will take up, you know, say they will drink anything deadly and will by no means hurt them. But the word drink actually means to ingest. It's, you know, I could go into a whole preaching on that, but I'm not going to. For the point I'm trying to make right now is very simple. Do you believe? Are you doing what Jesus did? Scripture says that greater things than these will we do because our king has gone unto the Father. Are we doing greater things? I have every intention of doing greater things. I had a conversation with a, an anointed man of God, someone who you would never imagine would be so... Um, on target about so many different subjects that most Christians are not. I mean, you know, has a whole family, lives up, you know, I work with him, executive level type person. You know, I said to him one time, I said, you know, there's no place in the Bible that says that we can't play, pray for people who died. He said, right, amen. Bring that up in church. See how many people... <laughs> try to lay hands on you and cast out demons. Never mind that Paul was like, you know, telling the church of Corinth, you know, he, did, he didn't admonish them when, they, when he said, you know, he, ma he made mention that they were baptizing the dead, but he never said they were doing anything wrong. It's all there. I know 
the testimony of a man that we almost brought on the radio show to give testimony, but, you know, sometimes it goes well and sometimes making the arrangements is more challenging or whatever. It depends where they are in their life and stuff. But anyway, this particular individual was on Sid Roth, and he had died at the age of eight because he was a drug lord. He was a rapist. And when he got shot during a drug, he's eight years old. He goes to hell. So he's in hell burning. Eight-year-old rapist, murderer, drug dealer. In hell, burning. Now, his mother had no idea that he was in hell burning. And as she did every single day, she was on her knees beside her bed praying for her son asking the Father to please save his soul, as she did every day, as she did on that day. And the Father, our Father, sent an angel down into hell to get that boy out because of the prayers of her mother, his mother, who had no idea what had happened. Yet we're duped by churchianity to be contained in what they wish to believe. Or worse, what they've been taught in some Bible school, walking around like peacocks with their THDs. And yes, I don't like it because it's anti-Bible, it's anti-Christ, it's just Jesus ordains us. Okay, we, you know, when <laughs> it's just unbelievable the stuff that people do. And, you know, that's okay. I want to transcend. I want to do everything I can for our Father. I want to do greater things. And you don't do greater things by passing the collection plate. And you just don't. You got to transcend it. If throwing 20 or 40 bucks in a collection plate every week is your idea of Christian giving, then you got no idea what Christian giving is. And I certainly wouldn't want to wait until I was in heaven to find out what could have been, but what won't be. Glory to God. Ezekiel 22.30. So I sought for a man amongst them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land. Hallelujah. That is the key word right there. Because you want to pray for the land if you can. Because you know what's in the land? Lots of unbelievers. Praise you, Jesus. That I would not destroy it, but I found no one. Oh, yes, you have, Father. Here we are. Send us. Isaiah 6.8. Matthew 18, 18, Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. I would dare any pastor, any church pastor, anywhere in the world to explain to any of us what that means. Thank you, Jesus, for revealing it to us. And there are a few out there that do know. Um, unfortunately, some parts of their walk are sideways, but that's okay. God bless every single believer that is trying their best and... Father, forgive us for making the mistakes that we sometimes make. Because we all make mistakes. None of us are perfect. Praise your name. John twenty twenty three. 
If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Hmm. Gee, I wonder what that says in the NLT, John 20, 23. Let's find out. Thank you, Jesus. I know the clock is ticking. That's okay. Oh, no, my keyboard, low battery light is flashing. I don't like that. All right, hold on a second. John, ah, come on. Thank you, Jesus. There it goes. John, oh, wow. Now, this is bad news. Hold on a second. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Here, let me grab this. Ow, ow. Okay, hold on. I got to get a proper charger or else I won't be able to pull up the scripture as easily as I would. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Let me see. Is this the right type? Of... Yep. There we go. Came to life. Okay. John twenty twenty five. There we go. No, I didn't do it right. Hold on a second. Thank you, Jesus. No. John twenty twenty three. My bad. Shame on me. Getting distracted by my keyboard. John twenty twenty three. Thank you, Father. Hold on a second. No, that's what oh oh, no wonder it's twerking up. Okay, hold on. Almost there. There we go. Okay. Yeah. There it is. So Jesus said to them, 2021, so Jesus said to them again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained Boy, that's a massively important responsibility. And so many people will deny that what it says, it means. They'll come up with all kinds of excuses that it means something different because they just can't believe it. But it says what it says. The NLT, let's take a look at it. So, yep, nope, says right there, clear as bell. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Wow. Which, by the way, aligns very closely to Paul um, turning certain individuals over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, but out of love. Because Paul knew that he couldn't get through to them. Others couldn't get through to them. And their per- current path was going to lead them to the pit. So he turned them over to Satan because Satan is the weapon of God to bring Christians around. For the destruction of the flesh, you see. And so at that point, what Paul was doing was a favor to them. Because if they develop leprosy, if they develop cancer, if they develop whatever it was, and they ended up in a hospital bed and they were about to die it is very highly likely that they would also be vehemently and powerfully and fervently praying to be forgiven. They would be humbled. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. 
I love Daniel 9.19. We just heard it in the song. Oh, Lord, hear. Oh, Lord, forgive. There's so many little lessons to be learned here. Oh, Lord, listen and act and do not delay for your own sake, my God. That's amazing. And it's it's like sprinkled all over the Bible, but a lot of people, we, we just don't see it a lot of times. You're, it's like you got to... You gotta just like see certain things and then you start seeing them everywhere. Isaiah forty three twenty five. I, even I, I love this, who blot I am he, our father. It's it's like it's like God is saying, now granted, in Isaiah forty three there's a lot of scriptures where God says, I even die, but it's so profound because it's it's his implication in how he's saying it is that you would never expect this from me. That's really what the implication is. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. And I will not remember your sins. Put me in remembrance and let us contend together. Wow. That's really powerful. That applies to all of us. Oh, but we all must give an account for every little word that we say. Not according to this scripture we don't. Some do. I don't see that happening to me. I've had deep conversations with the Lord. And why would this even be there as a promise to us? Now, some, many, I shouldn't just say some, but the vast majority, unfortunately, of our fellow brothers and sisters that are in the realm of churchianity, they won't understand these things. And they won't. these things won't be preached. They won't be talked about. They won't. They'll jump around and they'll tell you stuff and they'll say how wonderful Jesus is and everything, but they won't talk about hell. They won't talk about anything else. They won't talk about our obligations. They won't talk about spiritual warfare. They won't. They won't. They just don't do it anymore. Good old-fashioned Leonard Ravenhill and Smith Wigglesworth teachings are pretty much evaporated from this earth. Thank you, Jesus. But it's right; it's all right here. Um, praise God. Thank you, Father. And then, of course, one of my favorite scriptures. It's so amazing because it's talking about the. It's it's really envi- and it it, un, it it reveals the courts of heaven more clearly than probably any other passage or, you know, set of verses in the entire Bible, which it's an all-time favorite of mine, praise God, it says, then he showed me, this is Zechariah, so when, so the person, when, when it says, then he showed me, the me person is Zechariah. Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. So he's looking up into heaven, kind of like Stephen, when Stephen saw, saw the glory of God and the open heavens. But he saw it in more vivid detail, Zechariah did. And he said he could see Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. But he could also see Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him, the accuser of the brethren that accuses the brethren both day and night. Where? In the courts of heaven. Verse 2, and the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked by the fire? Now, you know, I always find it fascinating. 
as we ought. Even when Michael went to take the body from uh, out of the hands of Satan, of Moses and Jude, it wasn't like he was giving him, you know, it was, it's like, it's strange, but it's, it's like you, you, you can detect in the scripture, like, you know, when, when Michael took a hold of the, Moses's body and pulled it away from Satan, it wasn't like he was like yelling at him or shaking his fist at him or whatever. It was like, it was weird. It was almost like there was an element of respect there. It was almost like he took the body, he pulled it away, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, and then they, it almost, it was almost strangely, you know, a very odd sort of way, semi-reverent, Hard to explain, but when you understand that Satan is on an executive severance package and he's being used by God for the purpose of bringing in the fullness of the Gentiles, when you understand that God is in control, and then you see God say, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. I mean, you know, that seems to me to be surprisingly tame. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? He didn't kick him out of the courtroom. Praise God, it's just amazing. And Joshua was clothed with filthy garments, which are representative of sin, standing before the angel. And God told him to take away the filthy garments, put on clean, rich, white robes. So God made him holy. And the angel of the Lord admonished Joshua and told him, if you'll walk in my ways, if you'll keep my command, then you will also judge my house and likewise have charge of my courts. So you'll be in charge of the courts. That's kind of cool. And I will give you places to walk amongst these who stand here. Who would not like to see those who are standing there? I can't even imagine what it must be like to be able to see the four and twenty elders. And what do they do? What is their job? If we're given charge of the courts in heaven, potentially, what are the four and twenty elders doing? Maybe they're hanging out at the Thai buffet. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Zechariah 2.5, my bad, did I say 15 earlier? 2.5, for I, saith the Lord, will be a wall of fire all around her, and I will be the glory in her midst. And also, don't forget, Job 1.9. So Satan said to the Lord, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge of protection around him and around his household and around all that he has on every side? What's that mean? On every side. I apply that. I want that holy fire around those I pray for on every side. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, looking at the time, it surely does fly. Let's go ahead and give glory to God. And okay. Okay, well, I'm getting a feeling from the Holy Spirit that the Lord is wanting... Okay. All right, I'm okay with that, and that I feel 
Praise God. That's awesome. I just, I don't know. It's the weirdest thing. I was reaching up to the sound panel to hit the, hit the traditional songs that we play. And uh, I, 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 it was impressed upon me to not do that this time. I don't know why. Um, and that's okay. That's fine. Praise God. Um, so I'm feeling led and I'm not sure what I'm feeling led to play here. Ah, I don't know why, but I feel led to play this. Thank you, Jesus.
Exodus Oil from L-O-J-O-I-L dot com Lindy Pierce You can email her and ask her about it if you want Unlike the Levitical priesthood did I take the Exodus Oil blend I anoint all the vessels which is my chalice cup the little bowl which I keep the matzah or you know Unleavened bread, whatever, cracker. It's like a cracker. Um, I have this little um, necklace that has uh, 12 stones of Israel. That's sheep. Which, of course, is uh, a royal priesthood thing. I put that on. I have the golden bowl that the Lord gave me. I'm supposed to put fresh water in every morning. And I anoint all the vessels in the water with the Exodus oil. And I light a candle. And I close my eyes. And I let Jesus in me talk to me. It's an intimate moment in the night. It is early morning, but it seems like night. And I let Jesus talk to me. Because it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And I know, based upon the scripture, that the point where he would have started to talk would be where he would look at us and say, on the day in which I was betrayed, I took bread I broke it, gave thanks, and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Thank you, Father. And after supper, I took the cup. after supper, I took the cup, saying, This is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often, as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Ani Lododi Lododi Ni. I am my beloved, and my beloved is mine. 
Jesus. Sustain us. Father, protect us. Make good eyes blind in Jesus' name. Make good ears deaf in Jesus' name. Surround us with your divine protection and allow us to dwell in the secret place of the Most High always. We pray that you will wrap every moment of our prayer and praise. For we know that the scripture says the Lord God inhabits the praises of his people in a whirlwind of your holy fire. That it will melt the firmament of the rock and allow us to open, to operate under open heavens. Scattering the darkness in all directions that it may not come near us. Out of faith, knowing that this power has been given to us through your blood. That you are God. And you love us. And you have given us that power. May we use it to do your holy will and to destroy the works of the devil until the day that we leave by doing good, by loving you, by honoring you through our behavior, by seeking you because we cannot stand to be outside of your presence and truly trusting you always remembering who you are and your promises to us we pray Father in accordance with the things that are happening around the world, even now, as the darkness clamps in tighter upon the people of the earth, even our own brothers and sisters, without their knowledge, we ask you, Father, in Jesus' name, to awaken those who can receive it, as Jesus would say over and over, if you can receive it. We ask for forgiveness for those who have exalted man before you, Jesus. We ask for your forgiveness for those who have gathered by the tens of thousands in stadiums to pray for a man instead of singing your praises, Lord Jesus. We pray for forgiveness for those who have become lost on the top of the seven mountains because of some belief system. I guess it's nothing less than a type of heresy, really. We ask, Father, for your forgiveness for those who have been taken to Satan's fake mock-up of heaven and think they're doing God's work. Please forgive them. We ask for your forgiveness for, oh, Father, please, through your mercy and grace, for all of those who are trapped in the world of churchianity 
particularly in this country which has fallen so dark, even in the church, where people would use weapons of death instead of the name of Jesus. in complete and utter disregard for the Scripture because of lack of understanding. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that every single weapon in the hands of an American Christian will burn red hot, burning the flesh off their hands. Let it be a supernatural sign to them to save their souls. In Jesus' name, Father, have mercy. Forgive so many of those who could not see clearly the Scripture so many to understand what it says right in front of your eyes. I used to be one of them. I didn't understand it, but I knew it was wrong. And I praise you for showing me. And I'm sorry for those who don't see. For unfortunately, their destiny is one of great difficulty. Please make those weapons red hot. Red hot in their hands. Show them a sign, Father, out of your mercy, we pray. Straighten our path. And pour out a spirit of trust upon our hearts. So we will have no concerns and no worries. That through the hope that we have in you and our faith, for our desire to be in your presence, to reside in the secret place of the Most High, that we will be afforded the greatest protection that is promised in your scripture. That we may do greater things than these. Because our King has gone unto the Father. We ask you, Lord, our God, out of the mercies that are limitless, that you will send an innumerable, an innumerable company of angels of war, light, and love, unhindered straight through the spiritual realm which we part as the Red Sea in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. To enter into the dreams and visions of the night when deep sleep falls upon men to save their souls from the pit and to seal their instruction. And we pray, Lord Jesus, for your presence to be in their midst. Call them by their name. Lift your hand of mercy to them. Father, we pray that you will raise up a greater remnant bride than was even planned before there was time. Use us, Father, in whatever way is necessary. Let us be fruitful and do greater things, understanding that prayer is one of the most, if not the single most anointed, powerful thing that we can do for all of the kingdom and praise is one of our most powerful weapons against the darkness. Let us praise you for everything, giving you glory no matter what we're going through. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your mercy upon each of us. We pray that we are found worthy to escape all these things, particularly these things that are happening around us right now. We give you all the glory and praise in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, forever and ever, forever and ever. For there is nothing that we could ever do or imagine that would repay you for the gift that you have given us. We praise your holy name and thank you, Jesus, for everything. Let us not be sad and cry in the shower. And there's a universe of opportunity laid before us. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you, Father. Amen. God bless you all. See you next Friday, Lord willing. Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We seek you with all our might. Sinners set the mercy of grace. Redeemed we are by your embrace. Praise his holy name. Praise the King of Kings. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? For you we will endure Until you come back for your bride To set her free Write our names in your book of life we are cleansed through your holy sacrifice As we lift your name on high Renew our mind, renew our soul Remove the scars from our past And deem us righteous We rebuke all deceptive lies When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. We are the branches on a living tree. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. Until you come back for your bride. Our lamps are full, our hearts are light, like those five wise virgins we will be. Your bride awaits thee patiently. 
for that blessed sound that will rise. The churches gather, we're praying that we're worthy, Lord, to join our family. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? We will endure, and while we wait, we will bring forth the fruit of the light of Christ. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then, we will endure Until you come back for your bride To set us free 